This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. For more information, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Knowledge at Wharton on Business Radio. Here's your host, Dan Loney. Brazil's President Dilma Rousseff says that the country is ready to move on from the Petrobras scandal. Apparently the citizens of Brazil are not. The scandal, which showed that many contractors inflated contract prices to get work done, with a portion of the extra money going to government employees and politicians, still has millions of people outraged in that country. And even though President Rousseff won election in October, her time in office Well, is it in jeopardy because of other corruption scandals that are now spreading around? One includes the health ministry, another one, a state-owned bank. Joining us to discuss the latest, William Burke White, who is the deputy dean and professor of law here at the University of Pennsylvania. Also with us, Felipe Montero, who is associate professor of strategy at INSEAD, and he's also a senior fellow at Wharton's Mac Institute. Bill, great to see you again. Thanks Glad for coming here. in. Felipe, great to have you on the phone. Thank you very much for coming on. My pleasure. Uh, I will start with you, sir. Uh, is this latest developments uh, with uh, the health ministry and the state-owned bank, with the corruption involving in them, what does that do to the status of President Rousseff right now? I think it only aggravates the crisis and also shows that the corruption problems it's really endemic. It's not an isolated case. So Petrobras is not an isolated case. Um, so I don't think it will go away. And as you said at the opening, I don't think the country is ready to move on. I think there will be a lot of investigations and a lot of kind of political debate about that. And we're still in the in the in the status of the investigation of Petrobras, where you know they're still collecting a lot of data. I guess a couple of politicians were uh, were brought in uh, last week at some point uh, about uh, money laundering. So w- there's still a lot of collection of data that's going on where Petrobras is concerned. Yes, and I think it's also very important that in this phase, right in the initial phase of data collection and really initial investigations, that all the procedures are probably taken care of, because the last thing we want is to have later on some dismissal of, of, of the process because there was some procedural uh, problem. So I think it is good that we're taking the time and the kind of Brazilian investigators are taking the time to go step by step, making sure they are not kind of just fast forwarding and, and then leaving procedural problems for the future. As Bill, you mentioned before we came on the air, it's a very interesting dynamic that President Rousseff is dealing with right now, considering the fact that she just was reelected in October. And because of the way that the law is written down in Brazil, anything that happened before that, if she was involved in it, doesn't matter anymore. She's got a clean slate. Well, a clean slate in terms of the potential for impeachment, right? So this has been, you know, there have been lots of of people calling for impeachment in Brazil. Uh, Brazilian law, and we've seen one Brazilian president impeached already, Fernando Calar, back uh, in in the 90s, uh, is is a little unusual. You have to commit a crime during the current term of office. Uh, So even if she is found guilty of crimes uh, from uh, back when she was, for example, uh, head of the board of Petrobras, uh, that's not an impeachable offense at the moment, which means it's very unlikely, unless she 
actively engages in a cover-up since the new term began a few months ago, uh, that she would be able to be impeached. There'd have to be a vote of the House of Representatives, uh, then a trial by the Senate. She would be removed from office temporarily during that trial. If she's convicted, uh, then she'd be permanently removed. That just seems an extraordinarily high bar. So in my mind, the question is much less, is she going to be impeached, but rather, how does Brazil survive a kind of political quagmire and instability, you know, for the rest of her current term? And and certainly that's been brought up as well in terms of uh, lack of relations between Brazil and the United States or between Ms. Rousseff and President Obama right now. It's not exactly a great, uh, great landscape we're talking about. Yeah, it's funny. You know, the the picture that came out of the Summit of the Americas last week was not, uh, you know, Dilma with President Obama. It was Dilma with Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook. Um, And, uh, you know, Dilma criticized Obama uh, and the United States extraordinarily harshly a few years ago uh, for some of the the spying scandals where we listening to her cell phone sorts of things. And they have never really been able to repair and rebuild that relationship. Uh, So uh, she, you know, doesn't have a lot of friends in Washington. Uh, She doesn't have a lot of friends in Brazil at the moment. Um, And really her challenge uh, is much less the foreign policy side, but the domestic politics side. Brazil is a country with a large number of political parties, highly fragmented and fractured. The president is the person who has to pull those parties together and get them to talk to one another. And that's what she doesn't have the political capital to do at the moment. And Felipe, a lot of the people that are involved in these scandals, from what I'm reading, are people that are part of President Rousseff's party. Uh, whether they're actually people that work f- within the party or they're supporters of the party, th- there's just that that pattern of, as we said before, that pattern of corruption which really associates itself directly with President Rousseff, whether or not she's tied to it or not. That's right. And I think you mentioned that last week they arrested a former congressman, and, and this congressman was part of uh, her party. But I think one point that uh, William was saying about the... Um, the fragmentation of the political parties and, and how she can, as a president, kind of unite them and, and really govern. I think it's very important for us to acknowledge the role of the PMDB, which is one of the largest parties in Brazil and also is the party of the vice president. Mm-hmm. Because actually what is holding the government together at this point is really that coalition with the PMDB. Not, not Dumas' party, but the party of the vice president. Even though President Rousseff uh, can't be impeached unless something happens during this term in office bill, uh, obviously there is there is a quite a bit of question as to how well she can run the country right now because of a lot of the negative relationships she has outside the country, and as you mentioned, within the country as well. So could we see enough pressure put on her where we could potentially see her leave office, or is that not even realistic to to think about it at this point? I don't think we're there yet. Um, I do think resignation would be more likely than yeah. impeachment at the moment. Um, and but but I think right now her goal is still to try to survive this, to try to look uh, look forward. Uh, but uh, and, and there's a couple of key players, right? There's the vice president as well. There's also the finance minister Levy, who's from one of the opposition parties, yeah. was brought in in an effort to uh, to keep Brazil's you know credit rating uh, solid. Yeah. Um, you know, it would take one more of those pieces collapsing. 
in some way. If Levy is somehow forced out, he's under a huge amount of political pressure. Uh, if the credit rating were to actually drop, uh, if another big piece of the scandal unfolded, I think that's when we'd start saying, you know, right. does she have to leave? Uh, right now, the question is, how does she build a governing coalition uh, that can actually get some of the economic uh, or the responses to the economic crisis moving forward? Yeah. Uh, and if that continues to fail, uh, then I think we turn to can can she be pushed out in some way? Felipe, I'll, I'll ask that of you as well. Uh, I do agree. I do agree. And I, I think we should also kind of acknowledge the role that Congress is going to play. Because Brazil, as we were saying before, is kind of the president runs the country. So we're not in kind of parliamentarian uh, government. But the way the situation is now, so today uh, we have kind of 60 percent of the country either disapprove or strongly disapproves Rousseff's government, right? So she's three months in office and get kind of the vast majority of the country against her. So I think the role of, of Congress and really the kind of his vice, her vice president and how those parties will work is what will really tell how the, the country is going to move on. So I don't think at, at this point, uh, and I agree with kind of Bill's assessment, I, I think we are not there in terms of thinking about impeachment. And kind of knowing President Rousseff, I don't think she, I mean, she would consider resignation. I, I cannot see the circumstances yeah. where she would consider resignation. But I can clearly see how at this point it's, it's not her, but kind of a coalition of parties, and especially the, the part of the vice president, which is really kind of dictating how things are, are moving forward. The Brazilian economy, Felipe, has, has been having its own issues uh, over the last uh, couple of years as well. And, and it brings up the question that you have the Petrobras scandal, and now you have these other two uh, working right now. Uh, how damaging are all of these to the Brazilian economy overall? So Petrobras is damaging and because Petrobras is such a huge uh, company and, and think about all the network of suppliers and think about all those construction companies which are involved in the corruption scandal. So Petrobras is damaging. I think the other processes, the other corruption process so far, they are, they are not. Um, but I think it's also important uh, to, to think about what's happening this year in Brazil. And I think what's happening this year in Brazil is really should be kind of a type of spring kind of cleaning where you, you have the finance minister just trying to put things in order. Uh, won't be a good year for Brazil. Nobody expects a good year for Brazil. But if it's not a good year because they're doing the homework and getting things organized for next year, I think it's less of a problem. Let me just say one thing about why I think these two additional scandals may uh, may become a big deal, uh, which is that it says that exactly the same kind of overpricing contracts with kickbacks to politicians yeah. was not limited to Petrobras. In fact, it corrupted two different sectors. One is the banking sector, because one of these entities is, is, a, is a major bank in Brazil, and the other is a public uh, enterprise, a, a piece of the government itself. Uh, I think that will bring uh, considerable more scrutiny of the banking sector uh, if it suddenly turns turns out that the banking sector has been engaged in a widespread kind of corruption similar to Petrobras, uh, then you've got the biggest company the banking sector and now public enterprises all implicated. Um, and if the banking sector starts to collapse, that would be a real concern. So I agree that the, the current revelations there, small change compared to Petrobras, but the structural implications of the banking sector being involved could become uh, a very real concern if it proves to be more widespread. As for Petrobras it, itself, Felipe, 
with all of this going on, how is the company doing itself? Because I read one estimation in Forbes uh, over the weekend that said that th- this could affect them, you know, total by like four and a half million dollars as a starting point or four and a half billion dollars as a st- mm-hmm. starting point. So you could be looking nine, ten. You know, I don't know how high you want to go with this case. Uh, I mean, Petrobras would, you know, can they take a hit? as much as 10 15 million a billion dollars so i think um nobody knows i think that that figure right that you were kind of going from five to ten i think nobody knows that number uh so we can speculate but nobody really knows uh it would be damaging in any case but also think about what happened uh kind of last week or two weeks ago when uh, brazil announced that petrobras was getting some loans from china um it's and I think everybody in Brazil now, a lot of analysts at least, believe that that deal, that loan that Petrobras got for $3.5 billion from China uh, has some connections with kind of the government, what Brazilian government is doing with the Chinese government. I think also tells us that kind of Petrobras, as much as a kind of publicly traded company, the role of government there is also very strong. So I'm sure that the government will use different mechanisms to make sure that Petrobras can be damaged, but I don't think it would be in such a bad condition that the, the government will allow it to be in such a bad condition. So I think one way or another, uh, they will find ways of kind of providing the funds. So I don't see Petrobras in a situation like if it were a private company, right, that you see the market, the financial market is really close for them. Yep. Uh, I don't see that happening. I see that there will be other ways of m- making sure that the company continues to work. I saw that uh, there are six pension funds in New York City that uh, have investment in Petrobras that are most likely going to be filing suit if they haven't filed them already. So this is a this is a case that's actually going to play out here in the United States as well. Yeah, it will. I mean, there have been uh, cases brought under U.S. law uh, against Petrobras. Petrobras is in part traded in the U.S. and so yeah. subject to uh, U.S. securities fraud regulations. Uh, and with Petrobras last week trading as low as $5 a share for a period of time, uh, there are huge, huge losses and, and huge hits. I agree uh, that I don't think we're going to see a bankruptcy of Petrobras. Yeah. I do think we're going to see enormous financial liability. But the real problem for Petrobras, I think, is the lost opportunity of this period, right? We're in a period of low oil prices, uh, which is a problem to begin with for them. But now they're in a moment where they also can't make long-term investments. Uh, some of their greatest uh, oil holdings are quite difficult to exploit. They're yeah. deep sea uh, exploration. That's very expensive. They need finances to be able to do that, and they can't get it. Um, they may be able to get it later, but at the moment, you know, their their financials still haven't been approved from last year. So no one, when I agree fully that not only does uh, do we not know what the full extent of this is, they still don't. Uh, yeah. And I think that uncertainty means they can't be engaged in the kind of long-term planning and exploration and exploitation of reserves uh, that's critical to the success in, in, in the oil industry. And in some respects, then they can't even uh, really get a handle on what their options are uh, going forward to try and build the economy back up because of this. Yeah, the Brazilian economy is totally intertwined with Petrobras. You know, when yeah. you're in Brazil, you're just shocked at how pervasive that company is to, to, to the economy as a whole yeah. uh, and to just every sector imaginable depends on it. So the shock waves are deep and are going to be continuing to come out uh, for some time. Are there are there any good options, Felipe, being, you know, maybe th- thrown around right now by people like, look, this is... Okay, we know that we we're going to have this these cases going on for the next couple of years, but in the interim, 
if we can try and do A, B, and C, that maybe we can at least start this start this process of healing? So, I, listen, um, I think I, I was never as optimistic as many people were a few years back when kind of the economist was putting on the cover that Brazil was kind of skyrocketing. Um, I'm less pessimistic than kind of the description that Bill just provided in terms of the economy being so hard hit by Petrobras and also uh, the scandal going through the banking sector. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm not at all. I think the crisis, the crisis is serious enough, and I think Rousseff is really kind of has really to, to change the way the economy is going. Um, but I see less of that dramatic need for a change in the sense of, oh, anything upcoming this year that's going to be really dramatic. I think what, what has to be done, and I think what you've seen in terms of what I would uh, see, the, especially in the, in the financial sector and the finance minister doing, is I think really the fiscal deficit is a, is a big issue. Mm-hmm. Right? So I think the, the, real, the real nightmare for Brazil uh, in the past was inflation. Uh, so I think what has to be done is to make sure that the fundamentals of the economy, especially when you think about fiscal deficits, are in place. So we don't really go back to those very, really kind of bad years of, of high inflation, et cetera, et cetera. So I think it is, um, it is serious. Um, it is endemic. It is probably kind of one of the uh, kind of largest corruption cases uh, we have. But I don't think that the whole Brazilian economy is really compromised, mm-hmm. or I don't really see. So I, I, I was thinking about kind of Bill's comment about the, the, what was found in the, the banking sector. The banking sector in Brazil is quite solid with a lot of the private banks um, really being really large and, and really kind of having a very pervasive uh, penetration in Brazil. So I see less of that kind of real imminent crisis uh, on the overall uh, economy. But still, there's there's a lot of pieces of the puzzle right now in Brazil that, that need to be corrected. And, and I guess, and I was mentioning this with Bill before we went on the air, and I'll ask you, is that really this ends up being a time where Brazil has the opportunity to, to get a lot of its a lot of its problems, at least on the right track, you can't say fixed because it's going to take some time, because of the fact that you have all of these corruption scandals and they are obviously covering a, a wide base of what the government does, you really can't put yourself in a damaging spot if you're a, a politician in Brazil right now to get involved in any kind of scandal. So the economy, it would seem, would have an opportunity to build itself up the next couple of years. Yes, yeah, so, so I think... Um the opportunity is there. Uh, I think the good news in general is there are not many emerging markets where a crisis of that magnitude happens and few institutions continue to work and also have a lot of transparency. So if you open the Brazilian newspaper, you open the, the magazines, all those issues are treated with a lot of transparency with no censorship. Uh, no, right? So the government can complain, mm-hmm. but you have a lot of kind of – you have the freedom of press, you have the institution. So I think these are all good things. Uh, it's also true that Brazilian history shows that many times Brazil has wasted those chances because there's some level of people being too, kind of, they accept the situation that they don't really kind of gather the energy to really make substantial changes. So I hope that's going to be different now. And I see the, the mobilization that we had last month and yesterday in Brazil again, maybe as signals that kind of the Brazilian people is committed 
not to waste that opportunity. But I, I wouldn't be also, I wouldn't think that Brazil is like the France or the U.S., where you, hear the, where you see the civil society seeing something like this really getting mobilized and enabling change. So I think we also have to be more cautious in terms of our expectations of how much change, fundamental change, will come out of this. Yeah, so I want to echo the positive side of the story, which is that uh, is really, to me, one of institutional success. Uh, Brazil has built a strong democracy, a strong democracy with good institutions, good court systems, good investigative ability, and paralleling that, a strong civil society with freedom of the press, freedom of expression, transparency, as Felipe said. If you were to think of this crisis happening, and I don't want to pick other countries, but pick most of the BRICs, right? Would it look like this? No. Uh, You'd either have a government cover-up, or you'd have a coup, or you would have, um, you know, politicized uh, investigations of corruption. Uh, Instead, in Brazil, it seems that this investigation is strong, it's following the appropriate legal course, and no one's questioned the power of the administrative uh, side of the investigation to question the government, right? Uh, So all of that, to me, says we have strong institutions here. And your point to say, right now, every politician in Brazil, every business leader, is on notice that they're being watched. Uh, And I do think we will see a cleanup on some of, of the corruption issues from this. So uh, if you were to look out five to ten years, you could imagine a way that this really strengthened the country, proved mm-hmm. that the institutions of governance are stronger than either politicians or corruption itself, uh, and that Brazil is one of the few countries in the emerging market world that has built the kind of governance institutions you need to prevail in the long run. Felipe, uh, last question for you. Uh, where we sit right now, how do how, I mean, it, it would seemingly be going to be another at least year or two before uh the the petrobras case kind of plays itself out uh in the end do you believe that this will will make brazil stronger uh as a country as a whole i'm an optimistic man and i'm gonna i'm brazilian i've seen many crises in brazil so i think it, it will um at the same time i think we should not be we should not believe that this is gonna be brazil will become stronger just by letting it happen, I think there, this requirement that the, the civil society is really kind of following up and really kind of protesting when it's protest necessary, that's really engaging, that's really pressuring Congress. So I think it is this mobilization of the civil society, and I think I, I cannot kind of acknowledge more the role of, of the press. So we have a very, very strong press in Brazil. Uh, I think this is what will make this potential uh, kind of at the end of a kind of some difficult years and some difficult months, a potential kind of good outcome in the sense of of this increased transparency and and strong institutions really happen. So I see the potential. I don't think it is a given. So I think it is important that kind of the civil society in Brazil keeps mobilized. Felipe, thanks very much for coming on the phone. I greatly appreciate your information. Thank you again. No, always a pleasure. Great to have you, Bill. Great to see you again. Pleasure was ours. Thanks Thank for you. thanks for coming in. For more business news and analysis from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.